Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. You know you should be doing something different, right? Hey, I'm talking to you. Do you believe that you have the gift for greatness or have a special talent, but don't have the courage to take that next step? Always wondering how others made it look so easy? Well, welcome to Jump, the show that will bring you special guests just like you and me. How did they get the courage to jump into greatness? Doing what they love and living the good life. So get ready to jump with your host, Charles Matthews Matthews Jr. You know you should be doing something different. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Jump Podcast. Now, Jump is all about getting to the next level. I'm not talking about jump up and down. I'm talking about taking that next step into the future, into greatness. And that's what I bring you. I bring you interesting guests to help you get to that next level. All right. Here's the thing. You're at a certain level, but where's your mindset? You're there but you want to get to the next hump, but you get all these things scrambling in your mind and trying to get to the next level. I think I brought somebody on the show to help you get to that next level. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome my special guests. Hey there. Hey, Charles. Good to see you. How you doing, my friend? You good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little sore from actually literally jumping yesterday at my workout. So you, know, you can literally jump to success and you can do it in your mindset as well. Listen, then it fits. You know, you, you got all the pains and the aches, so you know exactly what you're doing and we'd love to have you here. So That's Kyle, true. before we move on, tell everybody a little backstory. Born and raised, where are you from? Yeah, so if anybody knows where Fresno is, I was about 40 minutes south of Fresno, California. So born and raised on Orange Farm, uh, growing up as a with my dad, small business owner, and that's that's my that is that is a different lifestyle than I'm doing now, but that's the lifestyle that I had when I was raised, which is which is wonderful, but not what I'm doing now, that's for sure. So here's the question: the little boy in you growing up, what did you see yourself becoming? Uh, I you know I didn't really know what I wanted to be until I was in college, really, and I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist, and then I learned that they don't make any money, or at least when I was going to school, and I was like, I want to make more money than sixty thousand dollars a year. And I know physical therapists make more money than that. But at the time, that's what I saw it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have a dream. I think it was I was going to follow my dad's footsteps. And then I got into his footsteps and realized what a grind being a farmer is. And I thought, ah, I think there's a different path for me. So I'm not lazy, but I was using my brain a little bit at the, at the time, at the 12-year-old age. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that because you're like, okay, dad's working hard. Dad's working hard. But hey, I see all these other people Money's just coming in a little easier. So what is it? So it's passion and money, but can I put those two together? Yep. Yeah, right, I mean, right. You know, it's interesting. He did, but it t- he told me the other day because they were out visiting. He said it took it takes like 40 years for a farmer to finally get to the place where money is just kind of easy if they do a good job. And he's mm-hmm. there, but that's a long time. I want it to be a little bit faster. So That's right. That's right. So you're saying you're saying in college, that's when the light bulb came on? Yeah, yeah, I I was going to school and I realized that you you had to get a doctorate of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Switched right from a from a master's to a doctorate when I was going to college, 
And when that switched, I went, mm, I think I'm going to do personal training and then see what happens with life. And that's what I ended up, that's what I ended up doing. There's other things that happened too that I can share, but that was, that was a big catalyst for me doing a, I did a, uh, what do you call them? Externship that the dude was amazing. This guy could take a, a leg and like shift it this way or that way. And then the person would be healed. It was unbelievable. But I was going, I don't think that's for me. <laughs> okay. So then what was the light bulb that said, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to help people. When did that light bulb came on? Yeah. So I went on a missions trip to India and I was there for, I think, 10 or 11 days. That There's all kinds of crazy stuff that happened there. But I was there for 10 or 11 days and I came back and I was still pretty dang lost in life. And I remember talking to my parents on the phone going, hey, I'm behind in school, 30 pounds overweight and just very frustrated with how things were going. And they, they tried to comfort me, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't know what to say. So okay. I hung up with them. And two weeks later, one of the guys that was on the trip called me and said, hey, Kyle, there's this opening out of men's mentoring program. And if you want to if you want to do an interview there, why don't you come and join me? So I'm like, OK, what is this about? Well, the men's mentoring program was 18 and 25 year olds that are off track in life that needed someone to live with them and help them get traction, get get their lives moving forward. So I'm over here lost, confused, struggling with school, just a, a mess. My own life is a dumpster fire and I'm invited to help these guys. <laughs> and I go, OK, sure. So I go to the interview and it's an hour and a half long interview on this beautiful, idyllic setting, farmhouse, wraparound porch, dogs all over the place to help support the program. And after 90 minutes of sitting on this rag, ragged couch, I felt like someone was just pushing my shoulders down into the couch and like I belonged. And so the president asked me, do you want the job? Like on the spot, which meant mm -hmm. I'd move out of my apartment, I'd have a place to live and I'd have a job. And right. so I said, sure. And so I took the job and that ended up turning into nine years of work for that nonprofit in different roles, but nine years worth of work. And so starting work there was that catalytic moment for me that helped me realize that my my future is mentoring my future is coaching and so it took a while before that became my business but that was one of those huge moments for me to say yes while while i was a mess myself created that opportunity because like your podcast says jump you know i was jumping at the opportunity for success and i, and I went for it even though i was not ready so then do you remember who the first client was? Do you remember your first client? Uh, Phil. Yeah. So at the program, it was a, a student named Phil. And I could say his name because he's cool with that. But uh, mm -hmm. he, was, he had been there before I was. And <clears throat> one of the things that happened was we, we had to help them with like being organized and cleaning up and food and all the life skills. And we, we required that the guys clean up the house. And one day we were we were sweeping and mopping a bathroom and I needed I needed the broom from him. And so I'm knocking on the door to the bathroom and he won't respond. He's just really quiet and ignoring me. And I go around to the back side of the house and I knock on the window to the back side of the house. And Phil looks at me. I think he flipped me off. And then he shoved his fist through the window at my face and the glass hit me in the face. And I went, huh. OK, so that's how this is going to be. His his arm was ripped or you know cut up. And mm -hmm. It was that was one of those encounters that it didn't deter me. It actually only boosted my desire to be part of that and to help people. Right. And ultimately, we became friends and he shifted his perspectives and ways he did things. And last time I saw him, he gave me a big old hug. And this guy never he never hugs or talks like literally never hugs, never talks at all. And he ran up to me when I saw him. This was many years ago, but he ran up and to me, gave me a big old hug. So that was 
that was a cool flip, cool turnaround. And then that that feeling of hey, okay, this is what it is. That that feeling. It's not it's not about the money. It's not about the thing. It's just that 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 moment right there. Yep, that was all made for. Yep, different. That I knew for sure that his life was different, and that I had some sort of an impact because he came to me to give me that big. Old, it was random. We just bumped into each other in another town. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, it's a handshake. It's it's a it's a dap, and then right. all of a sudden this hug comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Very different, which was awesome. I love hooks, but yeah. So that was that was the kind of the developing stage of what eventually becomes Sage in in my life. But mm-hmm. that was that was nine years of me being able to mentor people, but also being mentored, and it formed the foundation of a lot of what I do now. All right. So you keep saying Sage. Explain that. Yeah. So Sage came out of a a desire to have my own tool, my own framework. I was using DISC, which is a personality assessment tool, and you can't do whatever you want with it. You have to kind of follow the rules. And I wanted to follow my own rules. And so I started thinking about what is a good tool? What's a what's a leadership framework that I could create? And if you're like me, acronyms make things easier to remember. And so I was trying to come up with an acronym and they were dumb. They were like SSRL or something that didn't make any sort of sense. And I woke up one morning at 3 a.m., which is that golden hour for so many people. They just wake up at 3 a.m. and they have these brilliant ideas. And that's what happened to me. I heard a voice say self-awareness and it clicked. I went, that's it. That's what I need. So I jumped out of bed and ran into the kitchen and I spent the next four hours shivering because I was just in my boxer, (laughs) shivering, writing down the beginnings of Sage. And what it stands for is the the S is self-awareness. The A is accountability. The G is growth. And the E is empowerment. And they're all pieces or they're all pillars to what I call a sage leadership house. And I could talk to you about that in a minute. But that was the the initial start was this jolt of waking me up. And again, I jumped out of bed. I mean, seriously, I'm jumping to these opportunities when they come. There you I'm go. I'm hoping if you didn't, if you didn't notice. <laughs> Hey, I love it. The more we jump, the better for me. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Time to get to know you a little bit more. It's time for rapid fire. It's called rapid fire. What happens is two minutes on the clock. We throw some questions at it. You can elaborate on the questions, but do remember you got two minutes on the clock and we got to get through all these questions. But here's the fun thing. You get to pick the set of questions. Do you want A, B, C, or D? Which set of questions would you like? D. Oh, all the way down to D. Love it. All right. Here we go. Two minutes starts on the clock. Now, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? I'd be a tiger because they are huge, fast, and ferocious. <laughs> what have you what was the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I, I you know, I've I had um I had pickled pig's feet one time at a at a camp and they were I ate them, I swallowed them, I didn't throw up, but that's very strange. <laughs> they were you could eat the you could you could feel like the bones of the hooves or whatever. It was yeah. and I did it on a stage, so I had I had to complete the task. <laughs> Describe your word, yourself in five words. Uh, let's see. Happy, friendly, caring, angry, ambitious. There you go. What's the nickname your parents used to call you as a kid? KW. Just K. That's- just K. KW. KW. It's my middle name. William is. I have two middle names, and William is is my mem- one of the middle names. All right, one minute left. Favorite childhood memory? 
Oh, oh man, man, I have a lot of good childhood memories. Fortunately, um, is this my last one? Nope, you got three more. Oh, oh shoot. Okay, uh, probably hanging out with friends in the in the backyard in the pool. We had all right. Work. Something you you don't like doing. I hate repeating myself. It drives me nuts. What is your best feature? My best feature, smile. What's <laughs> your favorite flower? Uh. You know, I, I have flowers in my eyes, and so the the ones in my eyes. So when I look at my wife in the eyes, she sees the flowers. <laughs> I told you I'm corny. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> I can't even get to the next two. Where Where are you happiest? Uh, when I'm with friends, especially, and doing sports and being active. Last one. Can you keep a great secret? Oh yeah, I got a lot of secrets from my my career for sure. There you go. <laughs> You made rapid fire with just one second left on the clock. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about family to you, life, everything. We'll be right back. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people to do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top and if it's an event we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online go to cmjent.com hey it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe now, let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest. Yes, we're back live with my special guest. Now, during Rapid Fire, you gave us some great funny answers. But one thing I've noticed, everything had to do with family, loved ones. Is, tell us about that. What's family mean to you? Oh man, F- family is why we're alive, right? Family is what lasts forever. You know, you have you have friends, they last forever too because of relationships, but family is something that's, you know, I got to help create and I got to choose with with my immediate family. You know, I got to choose my wife and super excited about that choice. <laughs> More than she chose me, but anyway, super excited about that. And then we chose to have three beautiful daughters. And so that is that is a wonderful thing. And the reason that I do what I do beyond the obvious business reasons is so my family can have what they have, you know, and I get to enjoy them. I created freedom in my business so I could be with them and spend time doing traveling and vacation and all those types of things. So family's fantastic. There you go. All right. Let's get into the business aspect. You talked about business, helping people. You you described what Sage was and how you broke it down. So tell us how you're taking this and helping business owners build thriving, you know, to get to the next level. Sure. Yeah. So my goal with my clients is to help them become people first business owners and, and business leaders, because that's that is who you work with is the people. Yes, you may have a service or product, but you got to be people first. Otherwise, the market's going to pass you by, especially nowadays. So I want to give you just a real quick analogy or metaphor of how Sage works because it's it's what I do with my clients. So in, on my left over here is my backyard and there's a there's a shed and it's it's this it's a house size shed, not size shed, but it looks like a house. And your leadership is like a house where self-awareness is the foundation of your leadership. If you don't have 
high levels of self-awareness, then your foundation is not very strong. And so you can't build a very big leadership house on top of it. And I teach people how to become more self-aware. I coach them around that and build on that. And then accountability is the nails that holds that leadership house together. Without accountability, your leadership house will crumble. No matter how beautifully it's designed, or at least it appears to be designed, it's going to wobble and it's going to fall if you don't have accountability, self-accountability primarily. And then growth is the walls and the roof. And this is where we are making adjustments. We're remodeling the way that we lead. We're remodeling the way that we interact with other people. And at some point, we blow the leadership lid off of our our house and expand and grow and become an even greater leader, right? That next level. And then empowerment is the windows and doors. And that's where I help my clients uh, to be attractive to employees, to be attractive to vendors, to customers, so that people go, wow, this leader knows what they're doing. They know what they're doing in the marketplace. They know what they're doing with their people. And I want to chain my wagon or hook my wagon to them. I want to connect with them because I believe in what they're doing. And so the reputation, a sage leader's reputation precedes them. And then lastly, the windows and doors are also when there's people on your team, you empower them so much that sometimes they actually step out and do their own thing. And But you are proud to have them do that. So my job is to walk my clients through those four pillars and help them become amazing at all four of those, those areas. But we start with self-awareness and accountability. All right. Let's talk about the five C's. I see uh, there's one of the courses here, the five C's. Can we dive into that? Sure. Yeah, so five C's uh, are uh, capture, categorize, calendar, complete, and critique. And there's a course that I teach on that. There's a workshop that I teach on that. And it helps you to take the clutter of your brain and to get it down on paper and to organize it in such a way that you can be consistent in what you're getting done and not overwhelmed. So many business owners say they're busy. And so we take those things, we put it into a system that you can continually iterate on and improve. And I call it the five C's because it's alliteration and it makes things easier to remember for me to teach it, but also for those that are learning it. So here's the thing. I've always talked about um, to my guests about failure and the keys that you learn from failure. So can you give us one story, one aspect that you, you failed in something, but you learned from it? Yeah, my first ever DISC workshop. So for people that aren't familiar with what DISC is, it's a personality behavioral assessment. And it looks at four different areas of, or four different types of people, and then they're combined to make to make this bigger picture of what someone's personality is. I was working, this is my first ever workshop gig, and it was for this big local uh, petroleum company. And I was terrified, <laughs> first of all, but I knew the VP and I, I finagled my way into doing assessments with these people. And there's, uh, if I remember correctly, I think there was eight on the team. So I did eight assessments, broke them down one-to-one with people. That was great. They got good results from me. They got good insight. That was really good. And then I, I said, hey, can I do a workshop? And they said yes. And the workshop was supposed to be everybody in a room. We're going to interact and talk about the different profiles and break them down and what these things mean. Well, it turned out that one person was sick, another guy was in Alaska instead of where, where I am, and then two other people were on the phone, and then three people were in the room. So it was it was ugly because I had this this PowerPoint up on the wall, but the people on the phone couldn't see it. And then the people in the room didn't say anything for the first five, 10 minutes while I'm trying to talk to everybody in different locations and in different media. And about three to five minutes in, I'm sweating, like literally visibly sweating, trying to wipe my brow to not make it so obvious. It it was a complete 
<laughs> wreck. But afterward, 90 minutes of this wreck, sweating, like drip, dripping, dripping, <laughs> uncomfortable. It was awful. But when I left, Jim, the guy that I connected with to do this, we talked in, his, in the parking lot. He's like, hey, that was a good job. I really appreciate you coming out. And he's just, you know, doing platitudes. But as I drove away in the car, I went, you know what? That was terrible. But I can, I can do better. And even though I was such a mess, I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. So for me, that failure went, I can do so much better than this. And people still got value out of it. And of course, since then, I've, I'm, that stuff doesn't make me nervous anymore. So there you go. There you go. Experience. There you go. All right. So here it is. Going back in time, uh-huh. you know, if you can, you're seeing your, your younger you, you know, what do you say? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Friends, make as many deep, serious friendships as you can, because that's what that's what lasts. I have two buddies. One lives in North Carolina and the other one in California. And we, our family, see each other every summer for four days. We hang out and we go to each other's houses or we go stay at some Verbo or whatever. And we just hang out. All the kids get along great. There's 15 of us total. And it's fantastic. And so when I was younger, I, I sought friendships, but I don't think I took them as serious as I should. And in the business world, those friendships turn into networking opportunities and business opportunities. So in a kind of a quote, selfish way, you know, those friendships can be very beneficial financially to you. But way more importantly to me is the relational benefit. I mean, those guys are my friends from college and man, seek more friendships would be would be the thing. I've got other advice to give, but that would be the the first one that comes to mind. And then here's the second one. Why do we hesitate to become our own bosses? Oof. Because we don't have good enough mentors and coaches and accountability. I think that that's a big piece of the pie that people are missing. When you when you have, that's why accountability is really the heart of what I do. If you have powerful accountability in your life, now really do it, whatever you want to do becomes possible because other people hold you up, other people encourage you, other people push you forward. And then you are then convicted of what it is you want to do because you tell all these people what you want to accomplish. And if you're not stepping into it, they're like, hey, man, what's going on? I thought you're going to start a business. I thought I thought you're going to start selling this this thing that you make or I thought you're going to start doing this. And and then you get convicted and you start to step into it some more. Or when you start to fade in that thing, they confront you like, hey, man, how's it going with this? And you let them know. And then they can, can can help you in the process. Just an encouraging word can make a huge difference when you have that accountability. And then of course a coach is a whole nother level of accountability and help. And what's your accountability? When you wake up in the morning, you go to brush your teeth, you look yourself in the mirror, you go, Hey, what do you say to yourself? You know, the first thing, one of the first things I do in the morning is, is I 
I pray and I say, help me to to obey your promptings. Gosh darn it, and I can't remember exactly what I say, but help me to be, obey your promptings and just to be bold and courageous in obeying those promptings. So for me, it's it's about trusting that and going forward with whatever it is that God has for me for the day. Interesting. So it's a process. It takes time. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's development. You know, it's not nobody has it figured out. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's have some more fun. Now time for three. It's now time for pick three. Before we let you go, I want you to ask yourself your own questions. That's right. You're going to ask yourself your own questions. So I need three numbers between one and 13. Give me three numbers between one and 13. Uh, 13, 11, and seven. Oh, all right. I love this. Yeah, I guess would. All right, here we go. I picked prime numbers, by the way, because I'm I'm really dorky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these are the different numbers. I've never. I'm telling me think I've chosen these ones in a long time. All right, here we go. First one was thirteen. What are three podcasts or audiobooks or books you would recommend, and why? Yeah. Okay. So the first book that I recommend is a book called. Crucial Accountability. It's by the same authors that wrote Crucial Conversations. Crucial Accountability. Fantastic. Second one would be How to Win Friends and Influence People would be the second one. And then I'm going to be super narcissistic and say the third one is Sage Leadership. (laughs) Well, hey, that's all good. Let's talk about that before we move on. Why did you write the book? Oh, man. Because people as leaders can be so different if they can grab a hold of the mindsets and habits when they can grab a hold of what's going on with their mindsets and habits and and realize where they're a little bit out of whack or where they're really good at certain habits and lean into those pass on other skills and habits to people that are around them their businesses change their businesses get to this whole nother level and more importantly they're a way happier leader they're a way happier person and everybody around them benefits so for me I, my vision, my mission is to to help people shift their mindsets and habits so that their lives can be transformed. And this book helps people do that very practically, but also entertainingly, because I give you a ton of stories and fun stuff that you can apply today. So that's why I wrote it. I know I've been applying it for, for years to my life and now to my clients. And man, it makes a difference. Well, you, the part there, you say your leadership legacy. Mm-hmm. What's legacy to you? Legacy is that when I die, how I led and the impact that I have on people continues to, to go on. That the things that I've said, the way that I've treated people still is impacting them. It's changed them, their hearts, their minds. It's impacted them in a way that, that matters beyond numbers. All right. I'm going to give a little plug there. It's on Amazon. Go get your copy. We'll put the link in the description. Make sure you go get your copy. All right. Number 11. What are three, uh, well, let's put it this way. Where can we find you next? Where, where, where are you going to be on stage? Do you do podcasting? Where can we find you next? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, sagemindset.com, my website, but you can also find me on my podcast, which is Sage Mindset uh, Podcast. And I'm on there every week interviewing awesome people like yourself, Charles. And then what else could you find me? I'm, I'm on LinkedIn a lot and Facebook a lot. So you can just look up my name and you'll find me there. All right. Last one. What is one myth about this industry? Do you want to squash right now? 
Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think people think coaching is telling people what to do, and it's not. Co coaching is is drawing out the insights, answers, and awareness from your clients. It's not telling people what to do. Consulting is, and that's wonderful. Consulting has its own area, and it's wonderful. When you need that, that's great. But coaching is not that. And so if you have someone that's telling you what to do, and they claim to be a coach, they're not a coach. They're a consultant. And that's fine. But if you want to deeply change the way you lead and the way you see yourself and the way you run your business and inter and have your life, coaching is is the path because we don't have answers. We're drawing out answers from you. And that lasts, that sticks versus tactics and strategies. Those are helpful. But if you want some serious jumping to success, it's got to be much deeper than just tactics and strategies. All right, I'm going to slide one more question in here because I sure. want to hear your I want to hear your answer on this one. Sure. Past or present, if you could follow anyone for one day, who would it be? Past or present? You know, I I, I think it would be sweet to follow Jesus the day that he did the the uh, Sermon on the Mount. I think that would be a beautiful experience to sit on that grass. And hear that and then eat the miraculous meal afterward like that would be a pretty freaking cool day man <laughs> man you know that you'll, you'll see a glimmer in the light is that they say something will be a lot different that day oh yeah yeah pretty cool that's, that's a good one hey listen save some space for me beside you <laughs> if you could bring a friend i'm your plus one hey you got it you got it <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the jump. Now, I hope, ladies and gentlemen, it's your time to shine. It's your time to get out there. And one thing he keeps talking about, if you listen carefully, family and friends. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you picked up the phone and called your buddy? When's the last time you picked up and called a family friend and said, hey, I love you? They might look at you or sound like, hey, are you okay? Is everything good? Just say, hey, I'm just calling to say I love you. Miss you. Like I always say, you didn't have to watch, you didn't have to listen, but I'm sure glad that you did. Be safe out there, everyone. We'll see you next time. It's come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, so please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.